Good morning. It's that time again. This is the In Bloom podcast. I am Josh Bickford. I am your host and so glad you are joining us today. Uh, this uh, podcast streams live every day at 9 a.m. Mountain Time on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we'll be, we'll be available each day, uh, a little bit later in the day, anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Uh, this podcast is a conversation over a cup of coffee on thriving in life and real estate. So glad you've joined us. I've got a long pole espresso today, especially bitter, especially delicious. Uh, join me for a drink. So delicious. And one of those things you can never imagine that you would have liked when you were a kid. Am I right? <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that a kid would stomach this. Anyway, this week we are talking about assumable mortgages, assumable loans. Um, yesterday, uh, podcast conversation was, uh, was the beginning. Um, which loans are assumable is what we're going to talk about today. So very excited um opportunity of these is really big which we'll get into later this week uh the in a rising rate environment when you can take advantage of the rates that pushed values through the roof um it's huge opportunity for buyers huge opportunity for sellers huge opportunity for agents like you uh those are uh those are what we're going to talk about so which loans are assumable uh, this is a good question. A lot of people have asked. Um, you'd be surprised how many people inside the real estate industry don't even know the answer to that question uh, because assumable mortgages really haven't been part of a traditional real estate transaction in you know 30 years. So which loans are assumable? The answer to that is government loans. Government loans are assumable. Um, and in case you don't know or you're unfamiliar, Government loans are FHA, VA, and USDA. Other types of loans that are pretty common that you'll hear people mention, uh, conventional or conforming, that's kind of the dominant mortgage within the industry. Those have something called a due on sale clause, where if you sell or transfer the home, the lender can call the entire loan due immediately. Uh, so those loans are considered to be not assumable. You may hear of something called subject to. Uh, that is when people assume those. Uh, the seller who is selling the property keeps the mortgage and every so all of the risk in that transaction is left on the seller's plate. And the lender, should they find out about it, can uh, call the loan due. So I uh, can put people in a pickle with that one. Um, non-conforming mortgages, otherwise, you know, probably known as jumbo. Um, those are not assumable. Uh, those are jumbo is higher than conforming limits and then conforming is 726,000, I believe, uh, now. So those are big mortgages. Uh, and then non QM is another type. And those are think subprime. Those are not, um, not going through the proper channels to get um, 
uh, legal safe harbor. Those are consumer financial protection board. I think it's board, might be bureau. Um, some rules they have in place coming out of the collapse of 2008. So none of those are assumable. Government loans are. So let's talk about FHA. We'll start there. Uh, FHA loans are three and a half percent down uh, when people buy upfront. Doesn't matter when you assume. Um, FHA loans are typically thought of as first-time homebuyer loans because they are um, low down payment and credit. Credit-wise, they are um, more. Oh goodness, I don't know the right word here, but they're like there's a larger pool of people that can qualify for FHA mortgages than for conventional mortgages. So um, just bashed my knee on the table here. <laughs> um, so FHA loans, a little bit lower credit score, higher debt to income ratios. Uh, the loans are insured by the Federal Housing Administration. So they are insured by the full faith and credit of the United States government, which means lenders and investors who buy mortgages like these. Uh, if you're going to assume one, uh, you have to qualify based on credit score and, you, and your affordability has to qualify. Uh, those are the tests that the uh, lender is going to put you through. And um, if there is a big gap or something along those lines, you know, like if you're looking to buy a house for 400 and the mortgage balance is 300, which let's talk about loan balances real fast. We didn't talk about that yesterday. One of the tricks with assumable mortgages is your loan balance is a moving target. So if you're buying a house for 400,000, like we just said, and let's say that the loan is 300,000, it'll be a little bit less with every payment that's made. So um, obviously you've got a little bit of a moving target there and you have to cover the difference between the mortgage balance and your purchase price. In a market like we're in right now, where in most cities, values aren't coming way down uh, right now. There's going to be a gap there. You can get a second mortgage with an assumable with an assumable deal, um, in which case the down payment requirements and appraisal requirements and all that are going to fall on the second lender. So if they'll let you do a five percent down payment and they'll do a, a up to a ninety five percent combined loan to value, you're good to go. I think you're typically going to find you need ten percent down, but people who bought in 21 or 2022, they, especially in markets that have, that have come back, you're going to find a lot of these where the balances are pretty close and it's not, you know, someone who's looking to put three and a half to 5% down. There are deals that exist that can be assumed like that. Uh, so off of that side note, so FHA, the other thing I would say that's worth knowing Mortgage insurance on FHA never goes away. So you will have mortgage insurance as part of the loan that you assume. It's always there. And until the loan is paid off, you will it will be there. Not going to be a deal breaker when you compare the payments. Um, there'll be people who tell you, oh, you have mortgage insurance forever. You should get a new loan. And you compare the payments, go, well, I'll save more than $10,000 a year if I assume this one. I think it's a good deal. Um, so that that is something worth knowing. Um, on those. Also, if you buy a house with an assumable mortgage and then you go to sell it later, the next buyer can assume your mortgage. So uh, it's a perk when you do that, obviously. Uh, the farther you go, you know, if, if you buy it today 
and you pay on it for 10 years and then go to have it assumed, that's still an advantage. However, the balance is going to start to shrink. There will be a point where the, where it doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, lots of people will probably advise folks with really low interest rates not to bother paying the house off because the inflation rate, the savings account rate, the whatever, is much higher than the interest rate. Um, I'm, a, I'm a freedom person, so I like the idea of having your house paid off. However, I understand the financial calculation there big time. And I do think if you have an assumable mortgage and you'll be able to sell with that, I can understand why somebody might say, you know, don't pay that off because it'll be a huge perk when you sell. Uh, and you could always put, you know, if your interest rate was, let's say, 3% and you can get a savings account rate for 4%, 4.5%, 5%, that's a risk-free thing. You could always, if you had the cash to do it, put all the money into a savings account and then just have it auto-drawn every month. And then in theory, you'd be making more than you're, than you're paying in interest, especially as you're paying more and more principal down. I get it. But if you want freedom, pay the house off. Um, USDA is rural. Those are Department of Agriculture loans. Those are both quali- qualifying on affordability of the area. So every, every county has a different number. You can look those up online. So you have to qualify based on not making too much money. The home has to be qualified in a USDA area. If you're looking to assume one, obviously, um, it, it already qualifies for that. And then you go through the same, does your credit score line up and does your, um, and does your ability to repay line up? Those are a little bit trickier. They, there are people who deal exclusively in those all the time. They live in smaller, smaller cities and, you know, exoburbs and that kind of stuff. Um, I would definitely talk to some mortgage people who are familiar with those, get pre-qualified on those, which I would get pre-qualified if, with your buyers, always pre-qualify them. You don't want to get to where you think you're supposed to close and the lender says, sorry, their credit score stinks. Uh, but USDA is, it's a little bit different. There's multiple layers to those. Um, if someone's going to assume them, um, mortgage insurance on those is calculated a little bit different. It's based on the loan amount and it's, um, I think it's 1% of the loan amount and then taken over 12 payments kind of thing. It's a little bit different. Uh, and then VA, a lot of opportunity with VA. I think these are going to be the most popular of the assumable mortgages, um, VA loans go to hundred percent loan to value upfront, uh, as do USDA, they collect, uh, uh, what do they call it? a funding fee is collected upfront as part of the insurance and there's no monthly PMI. Uh, so these are also backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Lenders love these. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome perk to being a veteran. Uh, if you're in an area where there's military bases, military schools, I am in Colorado. Colorado Springs has boatloads of VA mortgages, tons and tons and tons of them. And people get their orders in into Colorado Springs. They get their orders out of Colorado. So there's always people moving, uh, great rental market, all that kind of stuff too. So uh, Colorado Springs really, really took off in 2021 and 2022. And when it hit the skids, my goodness, it was bad. Um, anyway, 
the VA notes. So those are an entitlement for soldiers, uh, for veterans. They earn that as, as one of the benefits of serving in the military. You do not have to have that entitlement to assume a VA loan. However, if you do that, the soldier who, who has that loan currently no longer has their entitlement until that VA loan is paid off. So if you're an agent and you're helping a, helping in a soldier sell their house, help them find one that they can assume on the other end so that you know they don't they're not going from a two and a half percent note to a seven and a half percent note or something down the road. Help them get one that's saving and then that entitlement thing isn't as big of a deal. That is where the risk lies for the soldier. Um, if the buyer defaults on the mortgage, you know there's things like that that could affect the soldier later if the soldier needs a hundred percent mortgage in the future. That's key. I don't think most do. Uh, most of the time, that's something you use the first time, and then as you, you know, as you age and as you build more equity in your houses and move and stuff, you have down payment uh, that you can use. So you don't necessarily need that. And then the upfront funding fee and all that kind of stuff, they don't have to pay if they get a conventional mortgage. For instance, um, they do they do collect a half percentage point of the um, mortgage amount. Uh, when you assume that's the new funding fee. So there's some savings there. Again, second mortgages are okay. They've already evaluated the property. It's um, they're going to, they're going to evaluate your credit score. Do you, do you qualify credit wise and do you qualify um, your ability to repay? VA's ability to repay is a little bit different than FHA. They count child, not child. They both count child support as an expense, but uh, like if you pay for childcare, that's, that's an expense in, um, in VA, that's a child expense or that's a part of your debt to income ratio where it's an FHA. It's not. Um, so those are the three kinds of mortgages that are assumable. A little bit about each one. Uh, one last thing I want to touch on here, uh, something called bank overlays. So all of these are government loans and the government has a minimum standard that has to be followed by each lender um, in order to qualify for FHA insurance, VA insurance, or USDA insurance. They have a minimum standard. That's the government standard. Um, Like you don't need a credit score, for instance. Um, they, They have a lot of that. However, lenders have to, they have guardrails of performance. So they have to, if they have, um, if they start to see more of the stuff that they originated start not performing, you know, going 30 days late, 60 days late, 90 days late, that kind of thing, they need to tighten up because they have to stay in the guardrails. When they start getting outside of that, it really punishes them. So because of those, um, because of those standards and those guardrails, lenders have something called overlays. And overlays are standards in addition to uh, the minimum standard standard the government requires. So with all of these, I would expect you in most places, you're probably going to need at least a 620 credit score. 640 would be better, but there will be places that will be okay with 580. Um, the overlays are going to make each assumable deal a little bit different because they're all going to be a little bit different scenario. It's going to be up to the servicer. Uh, and there'll be some some variance that you'll experience as you guide people through a lot of these transactions. 
Uh, it's worth knowing. It's worth understanding. Um, and definitely something that you will, that you will see. So, um, that's today's episode. My coffee is just about out. Which reminds me of the ladies man in the nineties, how he would look at his cup of cabossier and, Oh, my drink is about out. It's time to go. <laughs> uh, so, um, if you got some value out of this today, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, ding the bell. So you get an update when we're, uh, releasing new content, new videos. Um, the links below this, I've got links to an assumable mortgage class, three parts. I put the first lesson on YouTube and then there's a three part class you can opt into where we'll go through um, what you need to know, kind of bullet point version of a course. I've, I've also got a master class behind that. If you want to deep dive and just deliver excellence from your very first transaction, uh, I've got that available. Um, goal here, as always, want you to walk away from today encouraged. Uh, those feelings of uh, I'm not prepared for what's coming, that I'm not in good shape, that this is bad. Uh, those those feelings are not welcome around here. We, we get rid of those. Uh, we look at what's going on and we accept what is as is. We don't try to control what we can't control. And we find the opportunity for ourselves, for our community, for our clients, for our family. We find that and we lean in on uh, that opportunity that's coming is assumable mortgages uh, for sure. The, fantastic uh, that you're that you're watching this, that you're learning, that you're growing. Uh, those are all super, super important things. So um, if you got value, share this with a friend, um, add value to the people around you. And until next time, enjoy your coffee, my friend.